Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I'm Jay Thomas, and this week we're going to do something that uh, I don't think I've really done before. I am going to be looking at movies that I've already looked at fairly recently. I've given a lot of movies that came out this summer a rewatch because I either have them or they become available on streaming. I'm going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, which I just reviewed not that long ago, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones and the Destiny, The Dial of Destiny, Clearly, that one might not hold up. The Flash. And then uh, a movie that I wanted to talk about, like, maybe a couple weeks ago, a month ago. uh, But I just couldn't quite get my thoughts around how I wanted to talk about it. And that was No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. So I'm going to talk about all those again. Not that long. I'm not going to talk about each of them for very long because I've already talked about them kind of at length. So... Um, but I, I finally rewatched them. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've always said from the very beginning is, you know, if it's a big franchise movie, you know, you should maybe watch it a second time. Whether you liked it a whole lot, whether you were a little mixed on it, or you didn't like it. I mean, you, you got expectations that you need to get around. You need to be like, okay, I've got the first watch done. I'm not exactly sure how I felt about it. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'm going to like it better rewatching it. And I definitely thought... While I was in the theater for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I bet this is a movie that I'm going to like more and more as I watch it. Because I feel like that sort of happened with the last movie, uh, with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And you know, the second time I watched it, I, I didn't really care for it. But then on subsequent viewings, like it, I don't mind it as much. Maybe time has just you know built up and doesn't bother me as much as it used to. But I will say, uh, I bought Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny the second it was available because it's Indiana Jones, man. I love Indiana Jones, and I had fun in the theater, and I think, but I had issues with it. Like, that first 15 minutes where it's young Indiana Jones, it's cool, and I wish that was a movie, and I I liked the action part of it, but it was just, it's weird. The CGI is just a little weird. It just doesn't quite have Harrison Ford's, it just doesn't have Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? Like, he did act it out. I watched some of the behind the scenes. He's got the dots all over his face. But when they animate over him, you lose something in there. You lose, like, the real guy and his little quirks that he has as he's acting. Like, his face acting is, is basically gone. Even though, like, you know, they say that it's all there. It's not. Like, it's missing something. When he talks, it's goofy. And, you know, I wasn't real sold on the ending of the movie. Um, I had a feeling it was going to kind of go that way before I even saw it. And... You know, I, I obviously knew there was going to be a time travel aspect to it. And, I you know, there were things in the ending I did like. I did like how um, the lady he's with, uh, which I can't think of her name all of a sudden out of nowhere. I, I didn't mind that she punches him to kind of snap him out of the fact that he wants to stay in the past. And she's like, that's ridiculous. You're not going to do it. Because I felt that was a very Indiana Jones thing to do. And she was kind of the whole movie uh, being built up as this new Indiana Jones kind of. And so I remember leaving theater, I'm like, ah, there's things I had issues with, but I feel like this is going to get better rewatching it. Uh, it did not. I had to watch it in two sittings because I got so bored watching it the first time. It, I was so disappointed. I think there really is something to be said about a theatrical experience and going to the movie theater and seeing it with people and just that huge surround sound. You're in the big dark room. You got the Indiana Jones theme blaring. You're getting your blood pumping. Makes you happy. 
But then when all that's taken away and you're just left with watching the movie, I was pretty bored and I, I didn't really care for it all that much. I, I was very disappointed. There are still moments that I, I like and some decisions I, di- I didn't think were that bad, but that first part, it is really hard for me to get over the awkward CG and then the ending, it just, I don't know. It just kind of is the bleh. It just kind of bleh as it goes at the end of the movie. And I just, I couldn't, I feel like everything that they tried to do with the character and dealing with him being older and all that shit, they did better in the last movie. I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull handled all of it better. It gave him a happy ending. It was open-ended, but not real. I mean, you could tell it was going to be coming to a close. So, like, why? And I guess that, that, that whole idea of, like, why is this story necessary? Why am I watching this? Really was front and center when I watched it that second time. I didn't mean for it to be. I went in, like, very enthusiastic and excited to watch it again. And I was like, uh, no, this isn't holding up for me. And that's a real bummer. Speaking of movies, I was a little conflicted on in the theater, but I gave it the benefit of the doubt. Again, I think it was just being in the theater and the nostalgia of Michael Keaton as Batman. I did watch The Flash again. I didn't buy it. I I waited for it to be on HBO Max. And uh, yeah, that one doesn't hold up for me either. I had the big problem with the CGI in the theater, and it's not any better at home at all. And... Ezra Miller's performance, while I don't think it's it's necessarily bad, I I didn't find it as interesting or charming as I did the first time around. I didn't think it was super annoying. The second character is annoying, but he's supposed to be annoying. But just the way everything's dealt with towards the end and just really bad CGI. I mean, that really is like a weight on the film because it's just, it's everywhere, <laughs> And I don't get why he's, like, not really in a suit. I mean, he is, but they enhanced it so much with CG, you'll lose a lot of it. And it, it's it's like Green Lantern effects. Like, they did it again. But this time it's red, not green. And while I still thought Michael Keaton did a good job, like, I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't stay into it. You know, maybe it's that I did know where it was going and that I was kind of like, eh. I mean, I did watch that one in one sitting. I got through that one fine. But it was just, I mean, I don't even know which one I like better, if The Flash or Indiana Jones. Like, they both, I think, were helped by the theater experience and the fact that it was resurrecting something from when I was a kid, partially, in any way, as far as The Flash goes with with Michael Keaton and Batman. But, like, there's so many forced, weird little one-liners that he gives. It's like, why would he say that? Why would he remember that that was something he said as Batman? (laughs) Like, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. That seemed like such a spur-of-the-moment thing in the original movie. And then to say it again was was just for script purposes, was just to make the fans go crazy. And I didn't even like it in the trailer. I was like, oh, no, I hope they cut that. And then they didn't. And it's still there on the HBO version. But, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't – it didn't do anything for me that second time. And even the scenes I thought were okay the first time around, I was like, eh, no. This movie's overly long. There's way better movies that deal with the multiverse. This is really not doing it for me. So with those out of the way, with Indy and The Flash out of the way, I can say that I rewatched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse literally days after I watched it the first time. I watched it by myself, then I watched it with my wife later on that weekend. That movie does get better. It's so good. And again, with the multiverse, it deals with it in a really fun way. And you get, like, literally every version of Spider-Man you could want in it. 
Um, and, and it's just, I thought it was super fun. And all those scenes that I mentioned the first time around that just the way they deal with the art style in between the different characters and especially with uh, Gwen's storyline and how it changes like with the mood and the story and every like it just it changes how you're feeling in that moment it it just affected me even more the second time like I think that it's just like the first Spider-Verse movie like I just love love it and there's more that you get out of it when you watch it each time especially with this one with all the different Spider-Men um and it's it's actually like a fairly small. I mean, it's big. It's a big story, but it's a, like it's a kind of a small personal story at the same time, which I like when they can pull that off. And second viewing of that was just as good as the first one. I enjoyed that so much. That was one I unfortunately did not see in the theater, which I'm sure, if as much as I loved it, just seeing it in my living room twice, I can imagine adding the theater experience. I would have loved it even more, depending on who was sitting next to me or how many kids were running around like damn maniacs otherwise i'm sure i would have had one hell of a time in the theater watching it Uh, a movie i did see in the theater that i really really liked and even though there were kids running amok in the in the front of the theater not running amok but just being kind of loud and obnoxious and that was teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem uh i just watched it again the other day i still thought it was great i love the ninja turtles i always have it's something that I, I thought at some point I'd grow out of. And, like, I don't really watch the cartoon much anymore. It is on Paramount Plus now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to giving that another look. It's sort of like when I rewatched the He-Man cartoon. Not all of it, but enough that I was like, mm, this is kind of a shitty cartoon. Love the toys. Kind of a shitty cartoon. Uh, I'm excited to actually watch the, the Turtles animated uh, show again. But uh, the movie, I still thought it was great. I still love the art style. Uh, again, I liked how short it was because literally all the other movies that I've talked about so far are like two and a half hours or two hours plus. So the fact that it was an hour and a half and was as entertaining as it was is great. And I, it's it's easily one of my favorite Ninja Turtle movies of all time. Uh, it's not my favorite. I think I still think that's the original 1990 live action movie. I love that thing. I just rewatched Secret of the Ooze with my nephews, and uh, I still thought that was super fun but there's something about that first one that's just it's it's so good uh but this one i thought was a really nice retelling i i still am a little not sure about changing the origin of like splinter and where that leads with shredder at some point if it leads anywhere to shredder i mean there's the after credit scene that you get like a brief tiny glimpse of shredder um so I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm interested to see if there is a connection there that we just don't know about. I don't think there is. I think they're going to do it differently. But uh, I- I'm excited to see them play out. And I hope I still like it more and more as I watch it. I think I will because I really like the animation and I really like the story. I thought the actors all did really well. It is much more of a kid's movie than uh, I think I was kind of expecting. But it's still a blast. I still had a great time when Michelangelo and Mondo Gecko started hanging out, talking to each other. Loved it. And Raph didn't even bother me. Raphael was, at one point, my favorite Ninja Turtle when I was really little. And then eventually became Donatello. And then I started to just be annoyed by how ridiculous Raphael usually is with just bursting through everything and being a maniac. 
being all pissy constantly about everything. I just got tired of it. Um, but I, I liked him in this one. I liked all of them, actually. I was I kind of liked how Michelangelo took a, a backseat a little bit more in this one because I've he's never been my favorite turtle, and he always seems to be front and center and the most obnoxious and annoying. They were all pretty obnoxious and annoying, but at a at a good level, I thought. And I, remember, I think I said that before as well. So um, that made me happy. So I really enjoyed watching that. And, and and there was quite a bit of time in between the two. I mean, I saw it in the theater and then I saw it at home and uh, it was a blast. It was funny. Uh, my wife was, was very stressed out and kind of having a, an anxious evening and kind of a depressed evening. And she went into bed and watched Hamilton while I was in the living room watching Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, this is, if this doesn't just say who we are, I don't know what will. And then finally, a movie I haven't talked about on this podcast. I literally recorded it five times, if not more, trying to get the podcast right. And I just couldn't do it for some reason. It wasn't working. Uh, and that was No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Stop! Gary! Court order for asset seizures. So they're taking my car? You went radio silent on me. Is that what this is about? Just last night, and I thought, I missed that f***er. Is that true? Buongiorno! That's my cousin. Gary, I swear to God, he's my cousin. Mm. He's my second cousin. There's something seriously wrong with you. I'm an Uber driver and I don't have a car. I'm gonna lose my house. You think I chose this? Look at this. Need a car, date our son this summer, and bring him out of his shell before college. In exchange, we'll give you a Buick Regal. Date is in quotes. It's gotta be a joke, right? No, have you seen these helicopter parents? I'm surprised they're not gonna f- themselves. We've just been so worried about our son. He's going to Princeton in the fall. Oh, I've heard of it. You know, we tried everything to bring him out of his shell. He doesn't come out of his room. He doesn't talk to girls. He doesn't drink. So when you say date him, do you mean date him or date him? Yes. Date him. Date him hard. I'll date his brains out. He volunteers at the animal shelter. Hi. Mind if I touch your wiener? What? Your dog. How about I give you a ride home? Um, this isn't the way to my house. It's a shortcut. You're my hostage. What you got down there? Something for me? <laughs> Why? You tried kidnapping me! You're 19, grow up! This kid is unfuckable. Have a drink together. He'll have a Long Island iced tea. This is the worst iced tea I've ever had. This party. Don't know what to do. I just know my mom would have wanted me to save the house. He's probably just nervous. Why don't you loosen him up? We can go skinny dipping. What about sharks? Men here. Jellyfish? Not this season. It's really the lack of lifeguards. Get the f- in here right now. Okay. I'm just a bit of a romantic. He's actually really sweet. The best part about getting older is not giving up. What people think. I'm an adult now. I can make my own decisions. That's that's good. You want to save it? Save it. Come on, you're getting out of here. You don't belong here. Don't Let's touch me. Get away from her. Stay. Oh, oh, oh. R-rated comedy, which you don't see a whole lot anymore in theaters. I didn't see it in the theater, but um, I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it. I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, eh, I don't know about this. It looks okay, but I'm afraid like all the funny parts are in the trailer. And there's a lot of them in the trailer, that is true, but a lot of them are extended and are very funny. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is really, really good in this movie. She's hilarious, and you, I get the feeling that it's it's not too far from what she's 
actually like. And it's fun to see her in a movie that you can tell she cares about and she wants to do. Because I think the last thing I really saw her in was it was that movie on Netflix, Don't Look Up or whatever that was called. And then before that was X-Men, the Phoenix one, where you could tell. I mean, she's been definitely checked out of at least the last two X-Men movies that she's been in. So to see her like genuinely enthusiastic and having fun making a movie was really, really good. And then I actually saw it. Kind of like with Into the Spider-Verse, watched it a couple days apart, and I liked it even better the second time. And that was one that I kind of hoped would be the case, and that was the case. Uh, I, I thought some of the jokes were even funnier, because I watched it by myself the first time, so it was really only the stuff that I thought was funny. And then uh, I watched it with my wife the second time, and gauging what she thought was funny with it uh, added to my enjoyment of it, and she seemed to like it as well. I mean, it does. some of the jokes do go a little far to the point of ridiculous, um, but the fact that she just throws herself completely all into the movie, I mean, there's literally a scene where she fights people completely naked on a beach and she really did it. And I'm not like, Ooh, I like it because of that. I just like that. She committed so hard to it. And everybody was like, are you sure you want to do this? And she was telling her like producers and the, and the director, I think even like her management or she's like, no, I, this, this is hilarious. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this part. It's so funny. And you can tell that enthusiasm comes through. And I, I can't remember the kid's name right at the moment, uh, but the, the the main actor that's with her that she's trying to basically have sex with to get a car uh, because the parents set her, set her up to meet him and date him to bring him out of his shell. By the way, his, his dad is, is played by Matthew Broderick, which is, you know, it's got that teen movie royalty to it. Um, I thought the kid was really good. And I thought their chemistry together was really, really funny. Not just when it was supposed to be funny, but also when, like, I mean, the movie does all the things you think it's going to do. Like, there's no real surprises in No Hard Feelings. You know, when they start to have, like, kind of the more romantic scenes that they might be falling for each other. Uh, I thought they had good chemistry with that, too. So, But even though I could tell where it was going most of the time and was is, was right, even watching it a second time, it didn't bother me. In fact, I think I was more okay with it even the second time. There were just, like, little things I noticed throughout the movie the second time I watched it that I was like, oh, I wish they would have done that a little bit more. Like, a, she's a surfer, and she hangs out with a surfer friend, I think maybe two of them, <laughs> Her, her, fr- her girlfriend and then her husband and you see him with a surfboard and he references being out there and Jennifer Lawrence references surfing and wanting to go somewhere to follow the surf and it's like you never see her surfing you barely see her with a surfboard so it's like if why not have that be part of it a little bit more I, that's a little tiny thing that's just one little thing I noticed rewatching it but it didn't like ruin the movie for me uh, I thought even even some characters I didn't think were funny the first time I laughed at the second time so I think that movie does get better uh, with viewings, with more viewings. But yeah, those are the movies that I've I've talked about recently and finally rewatched them. Like a lot of times I, I will talk about movies and then I won't really rewatch them like the newer ones. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I do that? The only one that I, I wanted to do that I didn't have time to do it was Transformers Rise of the Beast. That was another one that I kind of wondered how it would be on a second watch. Like I enjoyed it in the theater, but... I didn't think it was as good as, as Bumblebee, and I'm pretty sure my opinion isn't going to change on that, but I did want to watch that and but just didn't get a chance to. But uh, yeah, I was bummed about Indiana Jones and the Flash, pleasantly surprised with no hard feelings, liking it even more the second time, and then I was really happy that things didn't change for Turtles and Spider-Man. I, I thought those were just... They're, they are going to get better with every time I watch them, I can guarantee. I don't know if I'm going to watch them anytime soon again. They're definitely rewatchable. And one of these days, I'm finally going to watch Barbie, and talk about that. Maybe. We'll see. Stay tuned. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.